Hello, happy free agent frenzy day. Not too busy of a day for the Penguins, so they did make a few moves. I'll get to that a little later on in this episode. But you know, to start out today, we're gonna obviously touch on the Evgeny Malkin contract, what it means for the Penguins moving forward, the fact that you know all three are gonna retire as members of the Penguins, get into you know all that, seeing the milestones, potentially one more cup run, you know what it means for the short and long term. Then we'll get into the moves. From today, especially with John Ruda from the Tampa Bay Lightning, a three-year deal, meaning another defenseman is probably going to have to be um, going out the door. Also get to a couple of the depth pieces the Penguins added today. And also talk about a potential ad that could be coming, though it hasn't really been confirmed outside of one Elliot Freeman tweet. I'm not really sure if it's happening um, at this point. So without further ado, let's get right on into it. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Check to Chartable for the first time in a while. And, you know, the podcast right now is top 25 in the country. I think for the first time since the season ended. So I can't thank all of you um, new or, you know, everyday listeners for tuning in to me blabbering about this team. We have a lot to get into uh, for today's show, but let's start out. So last night, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, I'm, you know, playing with a couple of buddies on Xbox. Well, on my, I, I record on my PC and I play video games on my PC. And, you know, uh, someone texts me like a Geno sign. I'm like, no, he didn't. He, he's going to go to Mark. And, you know, sure enough, I got the notification from a couple of insiders. And I was like, wow, um, that came out of nowhere. And, of course, you know, it's, it comes hours after I have the episode with Josh Yowie where we're both like, yeah, we know he's probably not going to resign. Well, you know, he made both of us look like fools on that one, but it's a done deal. Four years, 6.1 million per. I had my reaction on my Twitter page, about a two minute, uh, 20 second video. But for the, for those that didn't see, it, I'll, you know, obviously give my thoughts here. Very good deal. I think for both the team and Evgeny Malkin, you know, gets the pay cut that, you know, he talked about that he didn't really care about money. He also gets the fourth year that he wanted. Um, so both sides, I think were able to meet in the middle after very, after a very long, but grueling negotiating process. The fact that, you know, Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin are locked up for only $12.4 million for the rest of their careers. That is a job well done by Ron Hextall. You throw in um, Sidney Crosby in there. Let's see, that's eight, um, 20.4. So that's about a, a little over $21 million of the salary cap towards your big three players for the rest of their careers. Um, that, that's a big W. And, you know, you, you bring back Ricard Raquel, and you also bring back Brian Russ. So those four signings, you know, that's about a combined 22 million of the cap. You know, I will also tip my cap to Ron Hexel on that. You know, I'm still not as big of a fan on the Raquel contract, though I'm warming up to it a little bit now that Gino is back. But, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm going to walk back my take of, you know, he needs to go to the gulag and stuff. I know I will not take any further questions at this time. But, you know, that, that's some good business by the GM. I will say I will give, I will give credit where it is due even though, you know, he's made some questionable decisions at times um, for this team. But, you know, I can't be more thrilled that Malkin is back. You know, he helps definitely in the short term. He was their best option 
at that 2C spot. I will repeat that until, you know, the day I am on, the day I am ten, six feet under, you know, he was easily their best option. Look at some of the, the contracts that you all saw today. Andrew Kopp, five times 5.6, only 500K cheaper. Vince Strocek went for seven times 5.6. I, I, I think everyone would have been pissed if, if the Penguins would have given Trocek that kind of contract. So, you know, at the end of the day, that those contracts were only 500K cheaper than the Malkin one, but Malkin is the better player. He's going to continue to be the better player in the short term. And I really think the Penguins did a nice job with this. And, you know, <clears throat> a lot of times, you know, sports fans, I don't think everyone gets what they want with their teams. But, you know, for the first time, I think most Penguins fans here are getting what they want. Everyone has seen the this core bring them three Stanley Cups so far in this era. You've they've seen you've gone to four Stanley Cups. This core has been to five Eastern Conference Finals, sixteen straight playoff appearances. They really don't have too much more to accomplish. If they were to, if they all, if, if the three players were to retire right now, it, it would have been such a, a, a you know they would have accomplished I think basically everything um, that they've wanted to accomplish. In the NHL, or you know, cl close to it. I know Evgeny Malkin wants to be the only Russian-born player to win four Stanley Cups, so I think he'd definitely be missing that. I think Sid also wants to, you know, just keep racking up stuff with points and goals, and you know, I'm sure Gino wants to hit his a thousandth game. So there's at least some milestones that you know they would not have hit if they were retired today. But you know, I still think they would be mostly satisfied, you know, with what they do. I mean, Latang ranks number one or number two in the franchise history for basically every defensive stat, but you know. The fact that all three of these players are going to play for the franchise for at least 19 years, probably 20 years, um, that just that that is amazing. And right as I am talking about that, my poor dog over here just started to snore like a freight train in Detroit. No clue what that is about, Thrawny. Thrawny. All right, all right. I think he finally stopped that. I don't. Again, I have no clue what that was. It just came out of nowhere. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, the fact that, you know, they're going to all be those three are going to be here for at least 19 years, if not two decades, you know, it, it's amazing. I mean, we're all going to get to see the milestones. I mean, Gino's going to hit his 1000th game next year. He's a little over 50 goals away from his 500th in his career. He's going to hit 1200 points. Um, I would say probably next year as well. Sidney Crosby, he has the chance, I think, to hit for, um, you know, potentially 1500 points. In his career, he's going to continue to rise. You know, right now he's top 25 all time um, for the most points in NHL history. Um, Chris Latang, you know, he's going to continue to rise in the defensive rankings. Um, you know, and people, you know, I, I know that to some people that's not good enough. You, you got to win a championship every year. Or, you know, you, you got to keep winning or it's just a failure. No, it's really not. I mean, this has been arguably the best team of the salary cap era. And I think when a lot of people say like, oh my God, you're, you're bringing these, these guys back. It's just first run exit after first run exit. It's just like you, you, the people, these people can't see the forest from the trees. These are the casuals that just want to make moves for the sake of making moves. And when you ask them for replacements, they can't give you any because they don't watch any other team than the Penguins. And these people also probably tune into like 20 to 25 Penguins games a year. So now, I, I, I had to throw that out there. Um, you know, this is great to see all the three brothers retire. And it's also great that they can still compete for a Stanley Cup, 
you know, the at least these next two to three years until Sid is ready to retire. You know, maybe he plays longer than that. Who knows? But, you know, I think bringing Latang and Malkin back, you know, it makes the fans happy, makes the organization happy, but it makes the most sense because, you know, they want to continue competing for a cup. Again, people can say, you know, enjoy not winning a cup, enjoy having all these first round, second round exits. Okay. You know, maybe part, part of me will, because I get to watch three players that I grew up, excuse me, that I grew up watching and that have made so many people happy retire with the team the only team that they've ever known, because that is how it should be. A player like Evgeny Malkin should not have to play his final years with another team. A player like Sidney Crosby should not have to play his final years with another team. And I will say the same damn thing for Latang. Maybe it's a little weird for Flurry, but you know he didn't accomplish nearly as much as these other three players have. So, you know, it makes sense in that regard, and it makes a hell of a lot of sense when you look at the free agent market. And you saw the other options that were out there. So I'm going to celebrate that all three are going to retire. They're going to make so many people, you know, happy with so many more memorable moments. And they're going to continue to compete for the Stanley Cup. So, you know, I'm glad Malkin was able to get done. Cooler heads prevailed. I think that was so massive. Again, Malkin, we all know he is very emotional on and off the ice. Whether it was Sid or someone else, I think it was Sid, according to Josh Yeo, you know, called him, sat him down, like, hey, man, just chill out, calm down. Maybe they'll reach back out. Sure enough, according to Pierre Lebrun, the talks heated up at 4 p.m. on Tuesday. They went until 10 o'clock until they negotiated the deal and, you know, they finished it up. So, Cooler Head Super Real, Sidney Crosby had a all time assist on that one. Um, I wouldn't, is that an even strength assist? I'll probably say that's on the power play. Um, actually, no. I would say they were kind of killing a penalty there because it looked like Malkin was about to leave and he was able to, you know, score a shorthanded goal to get everyone all back, you know, to normal. And, you know, they killed, they were able to kill the penalty and, you know, it's back to five on five. If that, if that reference makes sense, if that doesn't make sense, um, just feel free to tell me, but um, I, I thought it did while I was talking about it, but you know, the legend of Sid continues to grow. Malkin was able to calm down, you know, Hextall and JP Barry were able to negotiate this and, you know, I think it's a good deal for both sides. I do not care what this deal looks like four years from now. You know, I don't. Um, I'm just happy that three of the top six player, three of the at least three of the top ten best players in the franchise this year are all going to go out together, um, and they're going to retire with at least three Stanley Cups. So, just hope everyone, uh, you know, n- knows how spoiled you are if you root for this team. All right. So coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into the John Ruta signing. Get my thoughts on that. Look at some of the underlying numbers for him. Also touch on which defensemen could be out the door because right now there are nine defensemen on one-way deals. But before I get to that, bet online. Bet online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline.net is your continuous source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. That has been online where the game starts. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at 
LO <clears throat> underscore penguins. Someone was sending me a tweet, and I thought it was the Johan Larson thing, but it was just a Cindy Crosby meme about the Evgeny Malkin stuff. I am like scared to death that that they are going to just announce that signing. What is it, 10:30 at night right now while I'm recording the show? Like they had that news dump of Evgeny Malkin um on Tuesday night, but um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Who knows? But um, today, so a, a deal out of left field, um, John Ruda signs a three-year deal with the Pittsburgh Penguins, $2.75 million per. He is a right shot D, defensive defenseman. Not Doesn't bring a lot of offense. You know, that's going to be for Mike Matheson and Chris Letang and maybe John Marino if he can, if he's still here on the team next year. But he's really good on the PK. Um, and he's just, he's a good stay-at-home, you know, defenseman. He played a lot of minutes last year. Um, with Victor Hedman, I think um, he he was his most common partner last year, and he put up good numbers. You know, um, on natural stat trick right now, played seventy six games for the Lightning when he was on the ice. They had fifty two percent shot attempts, sixty percent of the actual goals, fifty four percent of the scoring chances, fifty three percent of the high danger chances, fifty four percent of the high danger goals for. Yes, I understand he's playing with arguably the best defenseman on the planet. I get, it. but you know those are still pretty decent numbers. You know, you look at Andy and Rono stuff here and I can't recommend them enough. You know, they get percentiles from natural saturate, Cordy, Snatcher stuff. You know, <clears throat> offensively, he ranks in the 60th percentile, shot contribution, 74th, scoring 62nd percentile, shooting 61st percentile. Defensively though, you know, play driving 65th percentile, penalty kill above 60%. That's very good. Transition wise, not the best, you know, that's 36 Overall, had 18 points last year in 76 games. But, you know, I, I think this is still a very serviceable player. You know, you look at, you know, in, in Micah Blake McCurdy stuff, um, even strength offense, you know, a lot of blue in the, in the offensive zone, you know, minus 5% when you look at, you know, relative to league average. But defensively, you know, it's minus 0.1, one expected goals against per 60, a lot of blue there, which is what you want to see, especially in the front of the net. He's really good um, at getting – you know, scores out of that area. And, you know, I also think he can bring a little bit um, of a physical element, you know, to the game. You know, I was talking, you know, with, with Jason of Penguin Twitter um, in my DMs today, and, you know, he, he said something that I think I've been thinking for a while, and, you know, some people may not like um, this take, but, you know, that the Penguins, they need more size on their back end. I know some people don't want to hear that, but they do, and John Ruda will bring that. It's a big body. He can skate well, good at bringing the pucks out of the defensive zone, bring it, bringing the pucks into the offensive zone. Really good penalty killer, which is what they need. Um, and he's someone who you can rely on, you know, I would say 16 to 20 minutes a night. You know, he played with Victor Hedman last year. He handled those minutes well. I think if you were to put him on a second pairing was maybe Mike Matheson. I think that's a pairing that could work. Mike, Math you know, Matheson, he is obviously the total chaos player. He will do all the offensive work. Ruda, you know, he can sit back, you know, cover for him defensively and some other stuff. And, you know, I, I think he will be a really good fit for Mike Sullivan's system. Obviously, I think an upgrade over Riedel on the third pairing. I don't think Chad is going to be the one that's traded. I think he's going to stay in the lineup. Um, you know, I, I think at this point, it's going to be probably one of Pedersen or Marino um, that is moved. Um, but Ruda, you know, I, I, again, I do think he can play on the second pairing as well. Now, you know, is it a downgrade? I would say if it is Latang, Ruda, then Ruidal um, on the right side over Latang, Marino, Ruidal there. Yeah, I, I would say that, especially if you do move Marino. But you know, maybe Ruda can play on the left side on the left side a little bit if you do move out <clears throat> Pedersen. 
but you know this this create this is going to be it's I think it's going to be even harder now for someone also like POJ to make the team because you know there's 9D right now you know could they trade two defensemen I think that is also on the table maybe Marino in a separate deal for <laughs> JT Miller or something like that or Connor Garland and then Pedersen for draft picks uh, I could see that and then you could roll a defense out of you know Dumoulin Latang Matheson Ruda and then maybe POJ and Chavarito. You know, I, I don't think that, you know, that defensive core is bad. You know, is it maybe as good as it was last year? It's debatable. I think you can argue in either direction. I'd probably say maybe a little worse, but I think there's upside to it. But, you know, I definitely could see the Penguins doing that. Um, I, I, I will say this, though. I did not see, foresee them signing a defenseman today. I thought um, because POJ was signed um, on Tuesday for that two-year deal, one-way contract. I thought, well, like at eight, you know, he's graduated the NHL full-time. They're just going to move someone. But, you know, now, I, you know, again, I could really see them moving uh, two defensemen, you know, when, when this is all said and done. So, um, you know, and who, who could that be? Um, you know, the, the, the only way I'm comfortable moving on from Marino is if you're getting an impact forward back. You know, if you're, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're going to just dump him for, futures that are you know that people couldn't care less about you know i'm, I'm not gonna subscribe to that you know you better be bringing back a nice top nine forward because i don't really know if this johan larson contract is happening at this point i mean elliot friedman he tweeted that it was happening late in the day right when ron hicksall was talking and then i think it was danny shirey that asked him about him and he just basically like scoffed at it, it was either it was like no where'd that come from or it was like wow you know that that leaked out a lot earlier than i thought it was going to so um, I have no idea if that's happening at this point, but you know, they, they, I still think they need another forward right now. When you look at their roster, they have 11 capable NHL forwards, um, getting an NHL forward back <clears throat> and, and the, the, the move for a defenseman, um, has to be the play. Um, I think though it's, I'm going to lean that's going to be Pedersen. I, sh I think it should be Dumoulin, but I think they're going to keep him. Um, I, I think it is going to be Pedersen. Um, just because, you know, I think, I think teams, you know, even though he has term left on his contract, um, you know, you, you, you all saw that the deals that, you know, were handed out say Eric Branson four times four for Columbus, which is just ridiculous. Ben Chirac gets four times 4.5. And those two are definitely not good. You know, you look at those deals and you look at what John Ruda signed for, um, makes that deal look that much better. Um, <clears throat> at least for me. So, you know, th there will definitely be a taker out there for one of these defensemen. Um, if not two for the Penguins. But, you know, overall, my thoughts on John, John Ruda signing, you know, again, brings some size, brings a physical element, good in his own zone, can penalty kill well, um, and someone who, you know, I think definitely makes the team better. The term is fine. The AAV, totally fine. You know, I, I think that's a really strong move by Ron Hextall. You know, we'll have to see who's moved out. Again, I would love to get an impact forward back for one of those defensemen, not just some stupid futures that, you know, um, I don't think anyone would care about um, at that point. Now, for our final segment, I will touch on um, the other moves that the Penguins made today. Give my thoughts on those. Most of them are just depth signings as a whole. But before I get to that, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why should you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business and get yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliable though for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. You can go explore their easy-to-use website today to find their solution to your auto part needs. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. 
And you can write locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, right below prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. All right. <clears throat> Welcome back um, for the final segment of today's episode. I'm, of course, Hunter Hodes. So, Penguins, they did make a couple other moves um, today. So, it, Jake Kajula, one, oh, I shouldn't say one way, one year, two way contract. He is just base, basic depth in Wilkesbury. Probably be, would be one of the first call ups, I think. Um, if, well, not if, when there will be penguin injuries, because that is just a yearly thing. Uh, they're always one of the most injured teams in the league. So I, I think he's just a, basically an emergency call up. I'm not really going to read too much into that one. Um, Dustin Tukarski, third goaltender. That's an upgrade over Louis Domingue. And speaking of Louis Domingue, uh, signs with the New York Rangers puts a funny tweet about spicy pork. So I always love when things come full circle like that. You know, that's just their number three goaltender. The Rangers have Halak um, backing up Shesterkin next year. But as for Tokarski, you know, put up solid numbers um, at times in Buffalo last year. I'm gonna actually pull up. I'm gonna pull up just the the official numbers right now. Yes, I, I for some reason I did not have those, but you know, 29 games last year, you know, 10, 12, and 5, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, his save percentage was around 900, but, but he's playing on a bad um, Buffalo team, but you know, the year before that, played 13 games for the Sabres, 904 save percentage, um, you know, typical third string goaltender numbers. Um, you know, <laughs> I saw a tweet today from a couple people saying, you know, I don't, I don't even have to look up if he's better than Louis Domingue. And, you know, sure enough, I don't really need to either. I, I know that he would be a better option for a playoff series for if, um, instead of Louis Domingue. And um, I'll go ahead and say this. If he's in, if he's starting for the Penguins against the Rangers, I think they win that series. Um, that's just that's just how bad Louis Domingue is. But, you know, he'll get the start um, probably down in Wilkes-Barre. I mean, I know it's a one-way deal, but. You know, he can be sent down to Wilkes-Barre. And again, that, that's probably where um, he's going to be. They're not going to keep three NHL goaltenders um, up. I think I think the pairing, the tandem down there is going to be him and Philip Lindbergh when healthy. I know Alex DiOrio, um Oh, well, no, Alex Dorio. I know he's a UFA. So excuse me. Excuse me on that. But um, I believe it's going to be Philip Lindbergh. Um, and Dustin Tokarski uh, down in Wilkesbury. So, you know, that's fine. The Josh Archibald one, I, I got to say, I don't really understand that. One one year, one way deal for 900K. Um, played eight games last year. Um, he's just not a good player. Um, you know, when, when you look at um, evolving wilds stuff here, if I can scroll down, find on my Twitter page. Yeah, you know, overall ranks in the 12th percentile for them, 23rd percentile in offense, 25th percentile for defense. Um, just a really, he, you know, he's 29 at this point. I mean, sure, is he probably, you know, maybe someone that can go down in Wilkesbury and play down there. Yeah. Is he going to be maybe a 14th forward, 13th forward? Yeah. I don't think he's going to be playing on an every night basis for this team. Next year, I think, in a, you know, he's maybe like someone like a Brian Boyle who can play a few games for you, but um, he's just not a good player. Um, and, you know, off the ice um, for those that don't know how I want to say this, right. Um, let's just say for a while last year, um, you know, he was against um, during when the pandemic was you know at the height you know when it was really really bad he was against the, the you know what um I, i'm not gonna go on in this podcast and tell tell everyone what they need to do but you know he, he was against you know i think i think everyone will know um what i'm talking about so um just to you know it just it's just a weird signing all around I, I don't know you know especially on like day one of free agency like you know do you really need to go out and sign that player um 
you could probably get that guy on the PTO. Eric Stahl is going to on a PTO down to Florida, but this guy is getting a one year 900K contract. Explain it to me like I am five, please. <laughs> like, I just, I don't get it. At the end of the day, whatever. He's probably not going to play more than 20 games next year. If that, again, in a perfect world, he's down in Wilkes-Barre or he's just, you know, in the press box every night collecting that um, <clears throat> that game check. And then, you know, Xavier Ouellette, um, that's a one-year, two-way deal. Probably some, that's probably the Yuso Rikolo replacement down there. So definitely some weird depth moves, but, you know, one, a couple ones that I do get, you know, with Dustin Garcia being the third goaltender. Um, again, the Archibald one, whatever. Um, you know, I, I, again, I don't think the Penguins are done this offseason. You know, the Heinen and Rodriguez still out there as free agents. I could see maybe the Penguins circling back to Heinen. Again, they are one forward short right now. They have 11 forwards signed. Um, you know, Josh Archibald better not be in their plans. Um, for next year. And, you know, Kasperi Kappen, you know, Ron Hextall spoke today. It sounds like they are potentially going to work out a contract for him, which is, you know, I'll say this. I disagree with bringing him back. I don't think he's any good. Maybe he'll surprise me next year. I know he was better away from the puck, but, you know, I think they should try to find a fresh start for him. I, I just, I don't see it. But I guess for some reason, the front office and the coaching staff has a, have a better satisfaction for him than I do. And I think a lot of the fan base does. And, um, you know, maybe they'll make me eat crow on that, um, to say the least. But, um, you know, again, I don't think this team is done. Um, I think they have at least another move or two in them coming over the next month. Um, I would say a trade is probably likely to happen. Looking at the date here, probably before the end of the month, if I had to guess. So that wraps up today's episode of Locked on Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening to this one. I have another episode for you all on Thursday, then Friday, then again next week will be the final week of five episodes a week before we go into full off-season mode with only three episodes a week for you all on you know various topics regarding this team. So the roster is almost set for next year, you know, bearing a very likely trade of a defenseman for a forward or something like that. So, you know, let me know your thoughts. You know, what do you think about the roster going into next year? Who do you want the Penguins uh, which defenseman do you want the Penguins trade? You know, leave me um, a comment on the YouTube page. You can DM me on social media, all that stuff. You know, we'll talk about it. And, you know, I think it's still an exciting time to be a Penguins fan. And, you know, again, I'll say it for the five, fifth time in probably the last two minutes. Uh, I do not think Ron Hextall is done, to say the least. So, again, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk with you all on Thursday.